I'm a night owl. I always stay up late at night and watch TV. I just happened to look out my window one night and saw what I initially thought was a man, sitting on a roof. I thought it was a man because at first, he looked almost naked until I saw the hair or fur on him. He then turned his face and what I saw then was frightening. He had pointed ears, like a dog, and a long snout. They were almost like a German shepherd's ears. I could not understand what I was looking at. I just stared at him for a few minutes. I felt like if I moved, it would see me. It sat there on its butt, with human-looking arms and legs, but with hair or fur covering them. I backed away from the window very slowly and went to tell my husband. He didn't want to get up and go look, thought I was crazy. When I went back to the window... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It was gone. I don't know or understand what I saw that night, but I did tell my husband and kids what I saw. It has haunted me for many years until I was just telling a few of my grandchildren, recently at camp. One of them got on the computer and found some pictures of what they thought I meant. It was so scary. I was looking at the same thing I saw on the roof that night. I could not believe it. As I sit here looking at that picture I did not know it really existed many many years ago. One morning, around 6 a.m., about two years ago, I was living not far from Washington, D.C. A friend of a friend needed a roommate to afford the rent for an apartment he had found. So, when I was told about this, my first thought was, oh yeah. Here's my chance to move out of my parents' house. After about six months of living in the area, I noticed that on certain nights, I would hear loud roars in the distance. I could never tell how far away the noise was coming from. It would sometimes sound nearby or just far enough away where I wouldn't mind being outside to see what it might be making the sound, from a safe distance. I lived in a quiet, wooded area. A lot of people lived in the area. I actually lived within five minutes walking distance away from the University of Maryland. One morning, around 6 a.m., I just snapped awake from a deep, sound sleep, for no reason at all. I started to go back to sleep but thought to myself, why am I wide awake and alert? It was strange. I was completely awake. Then, right in my backyard, I heard a low, deep growl. That's when I knew something was up. The moment I heard that, I knew. 
That was why I woke up. I remained quiet and didn't move for the next 5 to 10 minutes, as this thing started to become very active in my backyard. It went from the low growls to heavy breathing. This thing's lungs had to be massive because it sounded the same exact way a horse would if you were standing right next to it. When it breathed through its nose, it sounded more like a horse, but this thing sounded like it was aggressive. I knew it wasn't a horse in the backyard. That wouldn't be possible but what I saw was very real. It literally ran from my backyard into the dividing fence of my backyard, from my neighbor's backyard, again and again. It made no sense for it to be doing that. It would often stop and sniff around and sneeze very loudly. It sounded like it was right next to my window and I was on the second floor. I didn't want to look out the window because I thought that there's no way in the world no one else is hearing this right now but me. I thought, this thing is trying to get my attention on purpose. I stayed still in bed, without moving and I was beyond scared. I really thought it was a werewolf even before I saw it. I always thought that they were real. The guys that lived below me started yelling and screaming, El Diablo. Over and over again, they yelled that. I could hear the thing leaving the backyard, so I hurried to try and get a look at it. When I did, all I saw was its backside. This thing was massive, with broad shoulders, like a bodybuilder and it had ears sticking up on its head. It slowly walked away, until I lost sight of it. I'm reporting a possible dogman sighting, based on the info provided by my son and his friend. This occurred in Montgomery, Maine. As a four-wheel enthusiast, my oldest son has become familiar with off-roading trails and rural routes that he and his friends use regularly, often at night. On this occasion, they were in his Ford Explorer, following a familiar route, in a rural town, through a remote, wooded area. Being winter, the plow stopped at a certain point, leaving a bank of snow at that point, marking where the town abandoned maintenance of that unpaved road for the winter, leaving further use of this road to those who dare. As my son related, he four-wheeled through the snow bank and drove along the road, which winded over a mountain. He concentrated on his driving, focusing on the road, as his close friend sat in the front passenger seat. Suddenly, his friend exclaimed, Look! Look! What's that? What is that? My son didn't lift up his eyes, to see it, because he wanted to stay on the road. His buddy pointed to where it went. So, my son quickly swung his truck around and illuminated the area with his off-road lights and headlights. His friend described what he saw as running like a wolf, but not a wolf. He said it was big like a bear, but not a bear. He also said it had long hair and was lighter in color than a brown bear. He said it was gray in color. They sat there, for a minute or so, staring into the darkness. Suddenly, something, another one, pushed the SUV from behind, making it slide along the muddy snowy road, a short distance. They both whipped their heads around, only to see the blackness of night, out the rear window. Then, he quickly started the truck and sped out of there, not seeing the creatures again. My son stated that it could not have been the same creature his buddy spotted because once he had illuminated the area, with the truck's lights, 
they would have spotted movement against the white, snow background. Another of my son's friends insisted this was a Bigfoot, as he had an encounter years ago, but this description seems to better fit a dog man. This experience, whatever it was, it- If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. It's absolutely true. I had been living in my first apartment a year or two when there was a blackout at about 9 p.m. My apartment was small and it was hot, so my roommate and I decided to go outside for a walk. 
She had lived in the area with her family for some years so she was familiar with the area. She told me there was a project area we could walk through and circle back around to get back to the apartment building. We walked about two blocks and reached the bottom of the hill that led to the projects. The project area still had street lamps that shined on the sidewalk allowing you to see. As we started walking up the sidewalk, I could see something up ahead about 20 feet that looked odd. I could see a pair of white legs about 3 feet tall moving stiff and very fast, for a second I thought it was a kid. Then I realized that it couldn't be a kid by himself at this time of night. It was about 9.30 by now. So as I began to try to figure out what I was looking at, I noticed that the blackness of the body on top of the legs is what I couldn't see, like camouflage, but I could see the top of the ears and it had to be standing about 10 feet tall. I could tell the arms looked bent and it was walking quick like it had somewhere to go. I don't know why we didn't turn around, but I guess we felt more comfortable being behind it than it being behind us. There was a guy coming down the opposite left-hand sidewalk of the projects and we were walking on the right side. I thought that this guy must see this thing. I'm not sure he did because his body language didn't change. This thing crossed the street towards him and disappeared between the parked cars. I was trying to figure out how such a massive animal can just disappear. As we walked by the parked vehicles about 2 to 5 feet from us, I could see something out of my peripheral vision and I just had to look. When I looked, I saw these black eyes staring at me as big and black as horse eyes and I could see the pointy ears were so tall, like a German Shepherd but taller. I could see the nose was long like a Doberman but longer and it was dark black, like outer space black. The best way to describe it to this day is the Anubis character. It was hiding its arms by folding them under itself but the elbows were still sticking out and I could see the pointy black hairs coming off its elbows. It had its legs tucked under the parked cars and I didn't feel comfortable taking my eyes off of its eyes to look because it seemed intelligent, like its moves were calculated and quick. It just watched us walk by calmly, kinda like a cat does. We turned the corner and got the heck out of there. This was on Stonerna Drive in Chicopee, Massachusetts. The area is called Chicopee Center and there are woods behind the project area that led to the highway. There is also a little Indian pond located behind the projects. Back in 2004, my husband and I were given three of our grandchildren to raise. They were boys aged one and a half, three, and four and a half years old. The boys were followed a few months later by their sister, a newborn, who was also given to us to raise. After having raised our children, my husband and I found ourselves as new parents. We lived in a small town in New England, so small that you could step out of the house and see the police station, fire department and post office just beyond the house. When I was young, we had stop signs downtown where there are stoplights now. My grandmother and father were born there and I lived for six decades in that town. It was the kind of place where, if you needed some vegetables for supper, you went to a neighbor who had a garden, took what you needed and left the money on their front porch. We lived on the main street but were surrounded by many forested acres. Three rivers run through the town and we had a large field behind our house. There were many fields throughout the town 
and other towns nearby were similar in makeup. There were also farms in the area and in the neighboring towns too. They were very New England type towns, small, comfy and cozy. When the children first came to live with us, both my husband and I worked. He worked at a transit company, in a local city and I worked as a paralegal. My job was a four-hour commute. Two hours in the morning and two hours at night. I would be gone from the house for 12 hours a day, at a minimum. I often worked on weekends too. My husband took a leave of absence from his job and stayed at home with the children for two and a half years. When he returned to work, he worked the night shift. That enabled him to watch the children during the day. He did his best with the children while I was at work and given the circumstances, he did a good job. One day after work, when the youngest children were six and four respectively, I came home to find the house in a state of disarray. Supper hadn't been made and the kids were running to me with quite a story about a big gorilla that had been outside that day. The two youngest let me know that during the afternoon, they saw a big gorilla in front of the house, running along the street. They said it was very fast. Then, the big gorilla jumped our picket fence and ran into our yard. The children said they had their noses pressed against the window pane and that the big gorilla came up to the window, growled at them and then pushed its paws against the window. The children said they tried to wake up my husband, but he had fallen asleep on the couch and they could not rouse him. The big gorilla then ran into the backyard where it broke some car windows and threw about some trash cans. I didn't disbelieve the children, I was just too exhausted to deal with it and responded with my that's nice comment, that I used for anything I couldn't handle at the moment. I do recall reading in the newspaper a few days later that the police were warning folks about vehicle damage, but I never gave that any further thought. I didn't give it any further thought even though a few years prior to the big gorilla incident, I had seen a very large dead wolf that I presumed had been hit by a car, laying on the roadside. It was not a coyote, nor was it a kai dog that we had in the area. I had seen pictures of wolves and this one was immense. I had personally seen koi dogs while riding my horse along the trails. The wolf body was gone the next day and no mention by authorities of any wolf sightings was in the newspapers. I thought that was sort of unusual. Did we have wolves in our area? Wouldn't that be newsworthy? Did anyone else see this wolf? Obviously, someone had as its body was gone the following day. I also did not give the big gorilla story much further thought even though years before the children came. Both my husband and I had witnessed large dog-type footprints in our backyard. We mentioned those prints to a friend of ours, the animal control officer in a nearby town, who didn't seem too surprised by our find. However, we never discussed anything further. I didn't give the big gorilla story much thought either, even though at about the time, we saw the dog prints in our backyard, our cats had started to go missing. I found one of our cats, Peter, the best hunter in town, high up on my neighbor's roof. The house was three stories with the first floor and second occupied by tenants and the third an attic. Lots of those older homes in New England always had full attics. I called Peter, managed to enter the building and climbed to the second floor with a closed basket. I climbed onto the porch railing, put the basket above my head and up to the house gutters, and Peter obligingly dropped in.
Thankfully, we managed to save our wonderful cat. Even one of our friends asked why Peter was up on the roof. Peter was not scared of anything. But I was still not connecting the dots. Back to the big gorilla story. When the children got a little older, we moved to North Carolina. It was in North Carolina when the children were nearer teen years that I found your Dog Man Encounters program on YouTube. I listen intently to the narratives on your program. Recently, while driving down the street, I connected the dots. The idea of it jolted me and my brain awake. Wait a minute, I thought. Did they say big gorilla and something very fast when the children told me their story? Did the children have an encounter with something those years back? I immediately spoke with our 12-year-old and 14-year-old separately. Do you remember the time you told me the story about the big gorilla? The 12-year-old energetically told me every single thing she remembered. The animal was very large and very fast. It had black hair and a long bushy tail. It growled. It had paws with fingers. It had stood up and pushed on the window with those paws. It ran very fast and had jumped over the fence. It had run into the backyard and made a lot of noise breaking things. The 12-year-old said it did not have the face of a gorilla or monkey but she couldn't tell more about the face because of the hair. The 14-year-old shivered when I asked if he remembered it. He said he would never forget that thing coming into the yard. He remembers it clearly as if it were yesterday. He too remembers the swiftness of the creature, the black hair on it, and how it had jumped the fence and was running amok from the front of the backyard. He said he doesn't know what it was and still doesn't, but that he hopes never to see anything like it again. The children now know about Dogmen, Bigfoot, and other cryptids. They didn't when they saw the big gorilla though. Neither did I. We've all received an education from listening to your program. We're aware that dogmen don't always stay in the forests. They're often seen among neighborhoods. And perhaps, just perhaps, the creature my children saw all those years ago, was just that. A dogman in a small New England town. I never saw it, but in 1975, I was newly married, about 21 years old and had a small baby. My sister, who was a teenager, was visiting us. My husband, my sister, and I had all gone to our bedrooms, to settle down and go to sleep. I would say it was around 11 or 12, at night. We were just starting to relax and get sleepy when out of nowhere, there was this horrible, loud howl slash yell. I mean, it was so loud, it made my chest vibrate and my ears hurt. The sound was not human but had a guttural human-like sound, mixed with what sounded like a wolf. We were living in a mobile home at the time and it howled just outside our back door, in the hallway, near our bedroom. We jumped out of bed, looked at each other, and both said at the same time, what the hell was that? My husband was 10 years older than I was and was an avid hunter. He wasn't the kind of guy to scare easily. His face drained of color. My sister came running down the hallway, white as a ghost, and said, what was that? I told her I didn't know. My husband said he was getting his rifle and grabbed it out of the closet. He opened up the back door and yelled out into the wind, you better get the F out of here, 
or I will blow your head off. He listened a moment before I yelled at him to please shut the door. He did and we never heard any more, after that. Needless to say, we stayed up all night, afraid to go to sleep. I have never forgotten that howl. There is no way it was a dog or coyotes, I have heard both howl. It wasn't a guy joking around, either. It was so loud, there is no way a human could have made that sound. I love your show and I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one who has heard something like this. My friend and I were walking in the woods behind my house and I was recording with my phone. Something made me look in a certain direction, I saw a black figure, appeared to be standing on two legs with long arms. Completely black and hairy, about seven feet tall, it turned towards us and we ran. At first, I thought of a bear but after viewing the video we realized it was definitely not a bear. It had been behind a tree and then came out and turned towards us. It stood completely still and made no effort to advance towards us. We didn't give it a chance, I grabbed my friend and yelled, go. We watched the video on a big screen TV and it looked like a werewolf, it has pointy ears and long arms. Could not see the eyes. I believe if this was not a shoplifting demon that it is dog man. My encounter happened in February 2009. In November 2008, I broke my arm and was basically stranded at home. I was unable to drive or work and was going stark, raving mad with boredom. My best friend would drive the 35 miles north from Muskegon, to pick me up in Shelby, just to take me back to Muskegon, for a visit at her home. She'd take me to dinner or out to see a movie, only to deliver me home to Shelby, after whichever activity. It was truly a selfless act of love. One night, she was driving me home. It was very late, well after 11 PM. We were on US 31 northbound, around the Rothbury area of Oceana County, on the expressway. Being February, in Michigan, the roads were naturally snowy, with scattered patches of ice and bare pavement. There was a small pickup truck in front of us, about five car lengths ahead of her car, when all of a sudden, we saw something on two legs dart out from the left, just in front of an overpass. It ran across the two-lane highway and hit the back of the small pickup in the rear quarter panel, causing the pickup to fishtail. Luckily, the driver of the small pickup regained control but they didn't stop to see what collided with their truck. If anything, it seemed to pick up speed and get the heck out of there. My friend and I watched in utter astonishment as the creature finished running to the right and disappeared into the weeds and trees along the highway. It didn't even break stride after it hit the truck. We looked at one another, sat in silence for a moment, and then I said, did you see? She said, yay. I saw it. We finished the ride to my house in silence, both lost in our thoughts. It looked like a giant dog or wolf. It was on its hind legs, not all fours and it was at least seven feet tall. It had pointed ears, a kind of mane around its neck, much like a lion's mane, was dark in color, and its hind legs looked like a dog's, which was even more pronounced, as it was running only on its hind legs. 
Its front legs were freely swinging as it ran and it seemed to have its mouth slightly open. It had an elongated face, very much like a collie face and a long nose protruding from its face. Its face was covered by longish hair. The entire creature seemed to be covered in long hair but I can't recall if it had a tail. Something tells me it did but I can't recall for certain, so I don't want to say it did, when in fact, I'm not sure. We thought perhaps it may have been one of the Michigan dogmen that are said to be in our area. Being a former Native American area, we have heard the stories but never met anyone that had a first-hand encounter. It was always someone who knew someone who knew someone who saw something. But now, my best friend and I definitely saw it. We had a first-hand experience. Our encounter was brief and over in a matter of mere moments but it was front and center of us and we saw it clear as a bell. I encountered a bipedal wolf-like creature, here in western Michigan and it's got me spooked. I was out shoveling snow, as it's common here in my state. My encounter happened in a place just south of Rothbury, Michigan. I decided to take a walk in my family's woods, one day. That's when my life changed forever. My family owns 270 acres of land, here in the town city of Montague, me. I ventured out into those woods, as I've done many times, one hundreds of them. The walk started as any one would. I started to follow the creek south, to check for deer stands, on our property. The walk went as planned until I got about 300 yards south of the house. I stopped, to have a cigarette. My eyes started to wander, as I scoped for deer or coyote. As I gazed back and forth, I noticed this figure and froze. I literally froze. This thing made eye contact with me and then stood up. It was hairy, had very broad shoulders, and amber-colored eyes. It let out a growl unlike any other I've heard. This wolf, as I call it, made two leaps and was gone. The most surprising thing about this encounter was how silent the woods were, up to when I had my encounter. So that you know, your episode 80 is what made me want to talk about this. I was arriving home, to my apartment, at 11.45 p.m., when I felt a presence by the wood line. I saw something looking at me and then finally, I saw these two eyes. It seemed like it was stalking me. I could only see eyes in the shape of its head. I really couldn't see its body but instantly, I felt fear and went inside my apartment. When I went inside, I started looking through the blinds, just a little bit. I didn't want to move the blinds that much because I knew he knew where I was, so I didn't want to move the window blinds. Then, I saw it heading my way. This beast looked like a bodybuilder, with a wolf or dog-like head. Because of its silhouette, this thing must have been 7 to 8 feet tall. It stopped, just for a second, right in front of my window, then it left. I've never feared for my life like I did that night. I guess that's it. I hope to hear from you, sir. Thanks. I have had three different encounters with three different creatures. I know what I saw. When I was younger, I saw what looked like a wolf or big German shepherd, on its hind legs, 
running through a very thick patch of woods. It only happened for a second but I remember the long muzzle and pointed ears distinctly. The second encounter was more exciting. It was late at night, after a small barbecue slash party, at my uncle's farm, miles north of Ann Arbor. I was coming out of the barn to get some more food when I heard sticks breaking in the tree line to my right. My first impression was that one of the dogs got outside. So, I went to go see if that was the case. I walked towards the sound and remember hearing the creature flinch because the movement stopped as I approached. I called out for the golden retriever and peered into the trees. The barn had spotlights facing the house and with a white paint job on it, they created a glow that allowed me to see better. About seven feet off the ground, a long muzzle poked through the trees. Followed by the full figure of this creature. It was only 20 feet away from me, so I got the full picture. It was tall and lean but very muscular. It had a distinct brown pelt on its body, with blackish fur on its shoulders. It had huge paws for feet, but its hands looked like they had five fingers, so they resembled long human hands, except for the fur and claws on them. Its head was the scariest. This thing had a huge set of canines. It looked like it was snarling, but I believe it was trying to smile. I couldn't make out exactly what its eye color was because of how dark it was, but they pierced into my soul. As the creature came into full view, I remember saying out loud to myself, werewolf. I backed up slowly and the creature stood there, like a proud man standing over a deer he had hunted. It watched me for about 30 seconds, but it felt like 30 minutes. That's when my father, uncle, cousin, and grandfather all came out of the barn. When I tell you this thing ran, I mean it ran. It turned around, dropped to all fours, and leapt into the forest, making only a slight noise. I told my cousin about it but he didn't believe me. I knew my father wouldn't believe me because he doesn't believe in anything. Four days ago, in my own backyard, the same type of creature knocked on my window. My curtains were drawn, to give me a view of the woods. I live in the middle of a patch of woods, near a fire road. I wasn't asleep yet and couldn't describe what was wrong, but I felt uneasy. I was trying to sleep when I heard a slight scrape at the house wall, below my window. My window is eight feet off the ground. When I sat up in bed, to see what was going on, I saw the head of what I can only describe as a werewolf in my window, which is only 10 feet from my bed. I cursed, jumped up, turned on the light and grabbed the survival machete I had in my closet. I turned to see if it was still there and it had disappeared. The next day I went out to see if I could find any tracks or anything that might prove what I saw, but never found a thing. For about a day, I was unsure of myself. Then I heard about your radio show and decided that I should tell someone who can get the word out about it. Normally I am carrying a 10mm handgun on my belt wherever I go. On this day I was heading to my doctor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's office for lab work, so I did not put my firearm and holster on my belt, but I did bring it in my truck. Due to road construction I was taking a back road to town. As I turned down that road I noticed something about half a mile up the road into a field on the other side. It looked canine. As I approached the area I slowed down to have a look. Standing in this field was the largest wolf I have ever seen, and there are two different packs of wolves that run the areas between where I live and the town where my doctor's office is. I'm very familiar with wolves, so much so that me being curious about it is an anomaly itself, but I was so curious about this huge wolf that I just had to stop to get a picture with my phone. Everyone please understand that for some reason I'm not in my right mind at this point. I'm never curious about wolves, even such huge wolves, and I would not leave my truck to get a picture. Yet here I find myself grabbing my phone, shutting off my truck and walking out into this field to get a picture. I cannot describe what was going on in my head at that moment, all I knew is that I needed to get a picture up close. The wolf moved behind this huge set of bushes. I couldn't see through them at all, so I veered to my right to circle the bushes to get my picture. As I came around the bushes I came face to face with this wolf, it's about 5 or 6 feet away from me. I stopped moving and somewhere in the back of my mind I'm hearing the words get the picture. As I raise my phone the wolf growls, and somehow I feel like I understand the growl. This was a warning growl telling me I needed to back off. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end and I snapped out of whatever was going on. Shoving my phone into my pocket I say very loudly if you want to get hostile with me buddy then I have a little something for you. I reach for my pistol which is always on my side. I grab air. I run my hand along my belt looking for it, my eyes aren't leaving this wolf. It's not there. Then it occurs to me, I didn't put it on my belt because I was driving to a gun-free zone to have lab work done, it's in my truck. Purposefully I turn and walk to my truck. My adrenaline is racing, my instincts are screaming at me to run as fast as I can, but my brain is telling me this wolf is bigger than I am, I'm 6 feet 4 tall. 300 plus pounds, not the most fit but definitely strong enough to contend with a normal wolf in a pinch and this thing made me feel small, and that running will trigger that predatory instinct. If I run, I won't make it to my truck. I reach my truck and grab the handle. Casting a glance over my shoulder I see the wolf standing with its front legs on the gravel right across the road from me and I knew that it hadn't let me get further away than that particular distance. I hopped into my truck, slammed the door and reached under my center console for my pistol. 
As I draw it from the holster I can see a huge nose in the corner of my eye about the center of my driver's side window, I also realized that I had never chambered a round into that firearm that morning. The full weight of my stupidity hit me in that moment as I racked a round into the chamber. I glanced out the window and got a sense that this wolf was amused, the look on its face, its posture, the eyes. Those damned eyes were so human-like that I could read this creature's emotions. It was fully amused while equally curious as to why a thin-skinned and squishy creature such as a human would actually walk right up to it on purpose. I started my truck, put it in drive and gently pushed the gas pedal. I knew it wasn't going to hurt me, mock me, yes, hurt me, no. As I started driving away, movement in my rear view mirror caught my eye. The wolf had turned and started walking back into the field, on its two hind legs. I'll start off by saying that I have never believed in any of these sort of creatures, but I saw something in early 2009 that really disturbed me and is making me change my mind. I was not under the influence of any drugs, and I have better than average eyesight, and the lighting was nearing sunset, but I was still able to see clearly. So, I'll get this underway and explain my story and maybe someone can shed some light on this for me. I live in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, which is in West Central Minnesota, about an hour drive from Fargo, North Dakota. My mother-in-law lives out in the country, about three to four miles out of Fergus Falls, and I was staying there while my wife and her mother went shopping in town. They called me and asked if I wanted to go to a 7 p.m. movie. So, I left the house at about 6.30 p.m. 6.45 p.m. to meet them at the theater. About two miles from their house on a country road known as the Wendell Road, along the Mastinka River, I saw three white-tailed deer. Two of the deer were rather small, probably just yearlings and a larger doe, who I assumed I was their mother. Me being an avid hunter, lover of wildlife, and future wildlife biologist, stopped to look at the deer. I should also mention that I hunt in the area and have spent my whole life in the Fergus Falls area. The deer were following a small creek bed, which is in fact, the Mistinka River, so there were hardly any trees, except for one. Maybe, because I didn't see it there, because of the tree, but I just noticed something crouching behind the tree on my side of the road, looking at the deer, and to my belief, hunting them. It just sat there, looking at the deer, taking no notice of me, even though I was in my truck, no more than 40 yards away, with a clear view, with nothing obstructing my view of it. It had one hand on the tree that it was bracing itself with. What struck me as shocking was the fact that it seemed to be a two-legged creature and not a four-legged one. Its hands appeared to have opposable thumbs and were rather slender and long, very unlike a wolf. The creature looked as though if it stood upright, it would be over seven feet tall, with a protruding muzzle, broad shoulders, a slender waist, thick, muscular thighs, and being as there was snow on the ground, I couldn't see the feet. He was deep, dark brown in color throughout the body. After several seconds of looking at the creature in shock, the deer ran off. Then, something amazing happened. It looked right at me. As though blaming me for losing his meal. He just sat there, 
looking at me, and blinking, but not moving. This scared the crap out of me, so I hit the gas pedal and drove off. It was very dark after the movie, so I didn't much feel like trudging through the 3.5 feet of snow, with the possibility of a monster lurking in the area, who is currently looking for a meal that I scared off. So, at about 10 AM, I went back there and walked down to the tree. Under the tree, there was no snow, so there were no tracks that I could see, but leading up to the tree, there were three tracks leading in from my grandmother-in-law's field, which was hard, black dirt, and if you know what a Minnesota field looks like in late winter slash early spring, you can't make anything out of the dirt. The tracks I did find were only about 6 to 7 inches in length, but were clearly K9 prints, with the exception of four toe-looking marks in the snow. Well, that's my story. If anyone has any information on this, let me know. First off, I would like to keep my name confidential, just for the fact that this happened on an Air Force base and I don't know who reads this stuff. This happened sometime in September of 99. I forget the exact date. It was early in the month, though. It was between 2 and 3 a.m. I was a security forces airman, working third shift, on base patrol. Now mind you, this is an Air National Guard base that I worked at, full-time. It's on the north side of Duluth MN, next to the International Airport. North to northeast is nothing but large wooded areas. Forest areas. Third shift on the base was pretty boring, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and us full-timers worked a skeleton crew, usually only five to six of us, on third shift. I was in the patrol truck, doing my usual rounds, checking doors and fence lines. Late at night, on the north side of the base was usually creepy enough when patrolling by yourself. Anyways, I was on this road, driving towards our baseball field, when my headlights caught a pair of eyes reflecting back at me. They were almost eye level with me, and I was sitting in an F-150. Around this time, a few of the guys had been seeing this huge buck around the property, like a 16-pointer or something around that size. I was about 80 yards or so, when I saw these eyes reflecting back at me. So, I'm thinking it was a big deer. I gotta see this thing. So, I hit the gas and started speeding towards the field. This is where it all happened so fast. It's almost hard to explain. There was a little slope, behind the baseball field. It sloped down, probably about 12 to 15 feet, into a brush line. The brush went about 30 feet, then turned into a thick tree line. The brush was probably armpit high to me and pretty tough to traverse through, being so thick. As I turned into the baseball field and turned the truck towards the thing, I just caught the rear end of the thing leaping down the slope, below the line of sight of my headlights. The thing was no more than about 20 feet ahead of me when it leapt. All I got a look at was the back end of the thing, and it was big. The best I can do to describe it is to say that it was wolf-slash-dog-like in nature. It had a long tail, longer than two feet. The hind legs looked exactly like that of a dog's, same with the back paws, but the paws were huge. They were bigger than my hands, for sure. The hair slash fur was wavy, 
yet matted and thick. The color was blondish or very light brown. I didn't notice any gray in it, but this all happened within about two to three seconds. I sat in my patrol truck for a couple of seconds, confused and thinking, I know what I saw, but it couldn't have been what I saw. So, I hopped out, with my flashlight, and M16 rifle, and walked to the edge of the slope. All I heard was the thing running through the woods in front of me, heading in a northwest direction. And this thing sounded like a moose charging through the trees. It made a lot of noise. That's when I started to get really scared, thinking, if this is some sort of wolf or whatever it could be, my M16 isn't going to do a thing to this animal. So, I jumped back into my patrol truck as fast as I could and headed back to the SF headquarters. I never told any of the other members about this, for fear of ridicule or being called crazy. There is no way I misidentified this thing. I'm a trained observer, an avid hunter and have worked with animal rehabilitation, with the MNDNR, in the past. I know my animals in the North Woods extremely well. I saw exactly what I saw. And that was the back end of a large wolf-slash-dog thing that basically had its eyes level with mine, while I was in a patrol truck. The back end was definitely much larger than any of the largest deer or black bears I've seen. The points I remember the clearest were the tail and back paws, as well as the texture and color of the hair slash fur. This is my story. I have never told it to anyone, in fear of ridicule. I swear it to be the truth. I'm a city girl, so I don't know a thing about tracks. Last winter, I was at the cabin and saw prints, in the snow, next to the small creek, near the frozen pond. The prints were a big circle, with three, smaller circles, above the big circle. I wear a size 7 shoe, but wear a size 8 boot, to provide room, for extra socks. The print was bigger than my boot, which measures 11 inches long. I went home and looked on the internet, to see what kind of print it was. After doing that, I decided it must have been a wolf. After I heard about Dogman, a month or so ago, I checked the Bemidji Wolf Center's website and discovered that wolf prints only get to be about 5.5 inches long. Since I don't know anything about tracks, I couldn't tell if it was a four- or two-legged creature, that had left the track. Of course, at the time, the two-legged possibility was the furthest thing from my mind. I told my friend about the tracks and that I thought they might have been dogman tracks. Although he was my friend, he said he didn't believe in dogman. He did say that a guy we went to high school with, back in the 80s, with whom my friend played music, at the time, said he had seen the devil, in the woods, when he was up north, hunting. He said it had red eyes, stood on two legs, had a dog head, was huge, and stared at him and then jumped across the gully he was in like it was nothing. One thing I forgot to mention is that I had a tough little Lhasa Apso with me when I saw those tracks. He is usually a fearless dog, but he would not leave my side all that weekend. I couldn't even get him to go outside the cabin alone, to go to the bathroom. Also, my 300 pounds brother is afraid of the cabin and won't go up there alone. He doesn't believe in Dog Man or Bigfoot, but something about the place creeps him out. 
I've gone up there alone but rarely go outside, after dark. Once in a while, I find myself finishing up in the sauna, after dark and rush back to the cabin, which is about 100 yards away. I use an indoor bucket, instead of the outhouse, in the winter, when the water is turned off. I'm going to make sure that I put curtains up, on all the windows, now that I've heard your shows. You're a great show host. Thank you for providing this service, to help people. It was the summer of 97 and I was 13 years old. I was rollerblading from a part of town called Old Cottage Grove. I guess I should start off by saying that the city where this happened was a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota called Cottage Grove. It was around 9.30 PM and I was rollerblading back home from a girlfriend's house, with a friend. We were just coming around a bend in the road that went past a farm that I believe, at the time, was called Green Acres Farm. I'm not exactly sure what it was they did at that farm but I do know for sure, at the time, there were always cattle, of all different ages, sizes, and genders, which brings me to the conclusion that maybe I was just at the right place at the wrong time. As I was rounding the bend in the road, to start coming up the hill, I felt a very strong sense of fear. It was like my body was telling me to get the heck out of there, yet I couldn't figure out why. I can tell you this much, though. For the first and only time in my life, I felt like I was no longer at the top of the food chain. Right when I started to pick up the pace, to get out of there, is when I heard a sound that came from the fenced-in cattle farm to my left, maybe 15 to 20 yards behind me. It sounded like nails grabbing a pole or fence and then what sounded like what a dog's paws and claws sound like when walking or running on a tile floor, except this just sounded like a quick leap on the street's pavement. As I turned around to look, there stood what looked to be a wiry gray-haired werewolf. It was like time stopped. There was a street light, at the time, in the woods, maybe five feet behind it, so all I could make out was a silhouette of this monster. It had to be at least seven feet tall, with the head of what looked like a German shepherd, with huge ears and a huge muzzle. I could see this thing was built like a bodybuilder. It stood bipedal, like a man, not like what some folks say, with these things having dog-like limbs. It had long, slim hands with black nails on its fingertips. It had a slim waist but its upper body was muscular beyond belief. The thing that always stuck with me, besides the point of seeing this thing in the first place, was that his head was turned to the side and snout up in the air. The one thing that really stuck out and was out of place to me was that I could see this thing breathe as though it was winter, but mind you, it was the end of June almost July. It looked as though it was smelling my scent, but that's just what it looked like, I'm not positive on that. Before I knew it, I was yelling to my friend to get the heck out of there and not to look back but, it's almost as though he was in another world because he didn't seem to feel, let alone see what I had just experienced. I'm somewhat of an artist and drew a picture of what I saw, which was a werewolf. Fast forward 17 years later and I still hadn't told anyone about this encounter. That is until my oldest brother and I were trading stories one summer evening and it just sort of came up as we were talking about Bigfoot. Mind you, my brother's a firm believer in this animal. So, 
I said the heck with it and started telling him about what happened to me, going to the point of pulling out the original drawing I drew of it. To my surprise, he didn't look at me or laugh at me like I was positive he would have. Instead, he started asking me if I had ever heard of the Michigan Dog Man or seen anything on it which I replied no. He then pulled up an image on the internet of a sketch that an eyewitness had drawn and I swear to you it sent shivers down my spine, because it not only looked like my drawing, it looked exactly like the thing I saw that night, in the summer of 1997, in Old Cottage Grove, Minnesota. To this day, I still find myself trying to wrap my head around what I saw. I'm 33 years old now, yet still, find myself trying to rationalize what I crossed paths with that night. It feels good to get this out there and somewhat off my chest. I hope someone finds something helpful in this experience and I hope this sort of thing never happens again. I should start off explaining that my partner and I are experienced Bigfoot investigators who are in a unique situation, as we have a family group living in our research area. Last October, during the full moon, my partner and I were on our hilltop having quite a bit of success with two juveniles and one adult, that we noticed. We could hear them walking in the leaf litter and every once in a while we could also hear a clack or would knock from different directions. After a while, it seemed the feeling of fun for them dissipated and became a lot more cautious. Mike heard something to our north and went a ways down to investigate while I stayed by the camp, to make sure it wasn't a diversion. He came back in a rush and said he had seen one of the young ones come out of the wood line, running for the other side of the fire break, and what was following, he said he couldn't comprehend. It was about six feet tall, with pointy ears, and a long snout. At this point, I have to say that neither of us have given any creed to the dogman slash wolfman slash grassman theory. We just thought it was mistaken identification of a Bigfoot or a bear. I had purchased a 40 calories handgun and some hydroshock ammunition for it earlier that day, so it was in my vehicle. After Mike had explained what he had seen, I retrieved my weapon and loaded it. All the while, we could hear the two young ones chattering and the big one stomping all to our backside. They were pissed or upset about something and they never acted that way with us. I had Mike take me down the fire break to where he saw this creature and with spotlights, we scanned the area. We could hear something moving around and a few short growls. Finally, Mike caught it with the spotlight going between trees and what I witnessed is something I would never have dreamed of seeing, except on a movie screen. A six-feet wolf, walking on its hind legs. I fired my weapon in the air and it turned to the southeast, into the woods. We cautiously made our way back to camp, but we could hear this thing pacing us to our left. As we got back to camp, we kept listening to this thing approaching us from the woods. Mike turned on the spotlight and I leveled my gun wherever the sound was coming from. It was approaching us without fear and it felt to both of us like it was stalking us, as it was one of our juvies that Mike had witnessed. It came out from between the trees and I shot it square in the ribs at about 20 yards, we measured the next day and I am a very good shot. I saw the wound and no without a doubt I hit it. It fell to the ground, but immediately got up and ran to the southeast. We could hear it crash through the brush, and we even heard it fall down or trip over something 
but it continued to head in pretty much a southerly direction, down the hill, paralleling the fire break. We were both freaked by this time, and broke camp, and left. The next morning, I loaded up a few extra clips and we went back up to see if it died somewhere close, or was just wounded, so we felt we had to track it down. We did track it from the point of where I shot it, all the way down the canyon and even found where it made such a ruckus when it fell. The leaf litter was all upended and was fairly easy to track. At one point, we did find a perfect K9 track and a mud ridge, but it was over 8 inches across. The thing that absolutely baffled both of us was that there was no blood trail. None. We both saw the bullet hit, yet no blood? We tracked it all the way down the canyon until we lost the trail. We talked to a Native American couple we know and they immediately said Skinwalker. We contacted a few other investigators, to try and figure out what in the hell happened. I mentioned before, that neither of us took any creed from any dogman reportings, but, I do know that neither of us wants to experience it again, and I have never gone out in the woods unarmed since. I saw three of them, eating something big and bloody, in a field. They saw me, stopped eating, and followed me back to the farm when I got out of there. This happened more than 50 years ago. It was forbidden to talk about, in the family, lest the neighbors think we were cracked pots. Now, all the old folks are gone and I've told my children about what I saw that day. They said I should write it down, but I think I'll leave that up to them to do. There were other strange things going on in the area, but at the time, we didn't connect them together. If the aunts and uncles did know what was going on, they wouldn't tell us kids. It's been cathartic to talk about and I'm so pleased to see that others have seen them too, but I have to tell you, to think back on something I've tried to forget, for over 50 years, is terrible. It was so frightening, I haven't been able to get a good night's sleep, thinking back on all that gore and those things' faces. I truly believe they would have eaten me if they hadn't already just eaten. When I finally told where and what had happened, I was called a bald-faced liar and given a good beating. Then, the folks went to the field and to the truck that I hid in and saw the gore, blood, scratches, prints, and all. Later, an uncle up the road, about five miles, had these prints come up to his house. He took pictures of them and there was a newspaper article about some sort of huge cat, prowling around. I don't know if that has anything to do with those critters or not. A neighboring farm that was owned by a wealthy family, compared to us, had a prized bull go missing. I bet that had something to do with those things. He was a huge thing and very ornery. They never found a trace. I know this is choppy and not very clear, but it still makes me nervous to talk about it, after all this time. I was rolling the trash cans out, for pickup the next day. It was late, so I grabbed a flashlight. I walked out the back door, unlocked the gate, and was dragging the can while walking backward. As I passed the fence, it blocked my view of my neighbor's garage. That's when my light hit this wolf creature. I froze instantly. The creature was about 20 feet away and I could clearly see that it was crouching. When our eyes met, 
It turned to its right and fell to all fours and leapt my neighbor's driveway, in one jump. That driveway is about 12 feet wide. The creature was about 8 feet tall and maybe 300 pounds. It looked kind of thin around the waist, but it was very muscular. I dropped the trash can and panic set in. I ran inside, grabbed my gun, and locked myself in my room. I've never felt fear like that before. When the light hit its eyes, they were a vibrant, yellow color. His fur was short and charcoal colored. I could hear the clicking of his claws, when he dropped down, on all fours. I thought I was seeing things. I didn't sleep a wink that night. It made me really question my sanity. Furthermore, it made me seek a concealed carry weapons permit. Just a few nights ago, I heard something whimpering, when it was just starting to get dark. I slammed my window shut and hit the lights. I laid in bed, with my AR-15 that night.